Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Sourpuss Podcast. My name is Crystal. My name is Ashley and uh, we are the podcast that drinks sour beers and talk about shit whatever we want to talk about that's what yeah, we do whatever we want because this is our podcast it's our podcast and you're here to listen to our annoying voices oh my god yes i'm so sorry i apologize in advance but then again you're here so you must like us a little bit thank you or you're one of our friends that we guilt into listening so or yeah we have sex with you and you feel <laughs> obligated to listen because you love us <laughs> Is that like a list of like a hundred people or something? Because <laughs> we sluts. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. But either way, welcome. Welcome and thank welcome. you. Um, so Ashley, do you want to talk to us about what we are currently sipping on? Oh yeah. So a few weeks ago, I went to Santa Cruz and my boyfriend and I went to Sante Adarius Rustic Ales or Sante. And they happen to be having a release that day. Normally they have a bottle club. It's very exclusive. It's really hard to join. And um, the day we were there, they released their Wesley Saison. And they were also just, like, selling bottles. So we got the Wesley, and they only allowed two per person. Oh, wow. So it was really, really... So we got... We only got one each because it was $35 a bottle. But then we also got a few other bottles. So the thing we're sipping on today is from that trip, we got Fruitful Forecast, which is a Fodor Age Saison with blackberries. And we just learned today that a Fodor is a wooden barrel that the Saison and the Sour is, like, aged in. in. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one is... Delicious. It's delightful. It's really fruity, but it's not too sour where, like, you take a sip and you pucker immediately. It's just really smooth, and then, like, the, the finish is is that sour, lingering, like, taste, and it's amazing. It's, it's so amazing. Good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're ever in Santa Cruz, go to Sante. Um, I feel like it's, it's not part of the Brewers Guild, so I don't know if it's as like popular i mean it's popular enough obviously to have like a crazy wait list for their bottle club but i don't think it's as well known like it's like a hidden gem in santa cruz a hidden expensive gem a expensive <laughs> it's bougie it's yeah. like this is like top tier things and the fact that we just learn what photo is maybe <laughs> maybe means that we you know not the caliber that would normally be drinking this, and i mean but. i don't think we've ever said we're experts at beer or sours like we are like you listen to our podcast because we are learning when you're learning so if you're here you're with us you're learning what the hell a folder is just like we are <laughs> and hey i have to say i'm a fan 
Yeah, it's really good, actually. Yeah. It's not like the wine we had last night that gave you a round. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a round finish. It's, no, this one's round. more pokey. It's pokey. <laughs> it's pokey and oaky. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Crystal, today we wanted to focus on Rat Magnet. Um, so, and I know our brother podcast, uh, Nerds with Friends, they were like, what's a rat magnet? What's a rat magnet? Yeah, so <laughs> you... I thought was funny. Right, so if you, if you were like our brother podcast, uh, Cody and Christian, then, um, let's explain what a rat magnet is, or more like... Who? Who rat magnet is. Um, so you might've heard there's been a lot of blurbs and everything going on in the brewing industry. A lot of like huge issues, resignations, drama, a lot of of ripples, ripples happening. Um, And so what's kind of going down right now is there was a, a, an account, um, on Instagram. It's at rat magnet, the, the words just like you think. Um, and she posted, um, it's a female brewer. Her name is Brienne, and she posted a story about a man who was talking to her like a dog. Um, and so she kind of wondered if men get treated um, and asked and that kind of stuff. Um, specifically, like she was saying, I got asked, oh, how did you get to be a brewer in a really condescending way? Yeah. Um, and so she kind of just shared this experience with this guy who was just really like judgmental and rude and kind of like you know women aren't brewers like patronizing and sexist what uh where is she out of i know it's massachusetts right yeah is that where what brewery is she at i you would think we would know this by now oh come on we don't do research (laughs) we try to do research like all these other fancy podcasts but really we're just like um but yeah, Brienne Allen in Massachusetts. She is a brewer, and she basically just asked the question, is anyone else experiencing sexist comments, like, as a woman in this industry? And the amount of responses that she got were overwhelming. So many women brewers and bartenders, you know, tap room managers, every, every woman in this industry was sounding off saying, yes, me too. Hashtag me too. And it kind of like created a 2021 me too movement for the brewery industry specifically. Yeah. And she's a, she's from Notch Brewing is where she's from. They actually just released a new beer um, that I posted onto our story. Um, So yeah, they released a new beer called Brave Noise. Um, that is advocating for a safe and discrimination-free beer industry. And so if you go to her Instagram, she has, like, she started sharing the stories as um, favorites and everything. And so she's reposting other women's stories. And now she yes. hasn't done it in a while just because she got overwhelmed with how many people. Yeah, she's got a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> and so a second Instagram did have to be created that had moderators and more people to help and assistance and everything but essentially she her page her personal page her personal instagram became this just force and this place for women to come and speak and i I say women but really it's it's anyone there's um you know people of color on there there was like you know uh, people from the the letter mafia and the alphabet mafia like you know on there Mm -hmm. um so 
it was it became almost like a safe space to talk about what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she posted if people wanted their name shared, she let the sharing happen. Yeah. If they didn't, it did, and it it really created this whole what the hell moment. And, right. and I think it was a it's a it great was thing, a, a reckoning, yeah. and it really opened people's eyes. I mean, not that. This is new, but it really, because the Me Too movement has really helped people be vocal and vocalize what they're experiencing, it just really was like a, hey, now it's our turn and we're gonna, you know, let people know. And it, I think it really made some positive change. It did. Um, it, it very much did. And, and we did reach out to Brienne and ask her, hey, did you want to come on the podcast um, with the amount of DMs that she's gotten, I'm sure she doesn't she's have so a time. Um, but I do want to mention, um, in order to be respectful, you know, don't, don't blow up her page like crazy and everything. Um, right. and we'll, we'll go into some of the things and we'll post some links about what she's going through because she is yeah. having some lawsuits and, and yes. legal troubles. So, there, um, there were a lot of men who didn't like what she was doing. A lot yeah. of men who said like, they can't wait to see her like sued into oblivion type bullshit like just like not supportive not the kind of men that i want to be around that i want to see you know like it's just not the narrative that should be happening like if women are being assaulted being you know like sexually abused or like just abused in any way like Mm -hmm. why do you want to keep that around doesn't make any sense yeah, and I mean, you know, there's a, if you look at, a lot of the breweries have responded to this. Um, I know one that we frequented, Humble Sea, was named in, yes. in it, and so they did release an apology. Um, yes. Apology, and I mean, we're, you know, this is, we're not so, going to comment on cancel culture and what we think of that. Right. You know, everyone needs a chance to grow, but the difference yeah. is, is that the ones who are growing are the, the breweries we're going to support, and the breweries that are like... No, we're going to protect the yeah. the person who's victimizing others. Then exactly. you're off of our list. So I have a few. I looked at like the main Bay Area breweries. Um, so Original Pattern, Modern Times, which I think is out of San Diego, but I think they have a tap room up here. Um, and then Humble Sea. So those three were named. And those three did respond to it saying that they're not going to stand for it. They're going to be better, which is great to hear. Um, and then two other breweries really stood out to me. So the first one is Camino. They weren't named in any misconduct in any way, but they still like decided to say something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have the actual thing that they said, but on June 4th, I looked it up and they posted about what Brienne was doing and that they basically support it. And I think that's amazing. Like they didn't have to. But they still felt like, hey, you know what, we're going to let our, um, you know, patrons know that we support this. Um, and also Free Wheel. So Camino is in San Jose and Free Wheel is in Redwood City. And mm-hmm. Free Wheel on May 19th posted about it saying that they also do um, support this Me Too movement in the brewery industry. And I just think that's amazing because, like, Original Pattern, Modern Times, Humble Sea... They they were, like, backed into a corner, and then they said, hey, we're going to yeah. be better. But there were a few breweries that stood out to me saying, you know what, we support it, even though we, we aren't, you know, 
like facing any misconduct and I just think like okay so cool I'm gonna go to Camino and freewheel a little bit more because I know that they're just inclusive 100% no matter what yeah um there were a lot of other breweries that just didn't have any comment which you know it's like is no comment like meaning you're complicit or passive like you know it's it's hard to put that on all these breweries but I feel like you know women are a part of the the brewing industry whether you want it to or not besides just being brewers there are taproom managers and there are um, bartenders and and there are patrons who are women like I go Crystal and I go to all these breweries and it's like if they don't respect us why do we want to give them our money why Mm -hmm. do we want to go up to them and order beers if we know they're just looking down on us yeah you know so that's just, yeah, an interesting thing that I noticed when I did my research and looked up, you know, which breweries commented on this movement. And, you know, I I think for me, the thing is, is that silence is a companion Compliance. to the violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in, and that's something that we saw with a lot of these movements. Um, I do want to point out, um, it looks like. Um, their hashtag is actually going to be not me instead of me too, um, and everything. And so mm-hmm. there is a not me app that's, that I is that. up and everything. We've also reposted that this is all, so we're basically going on rat magnets site and everything. Yeah. And she, she honestly, Ground like zero, it's the, the amount of work that she has put into this. Like yeah. it's, we just want to honor her and say, yes. you know, thank you for, for putting this much effort into it and really trying to like right. be the first to drive that and everything and all these other things have come out of it but I think we need to definitely appreciate oh, how yeah. exhausting it is to be in this to, you know to be the like main person the head voice yeah. like it's insane yeah and to be and to have all these attacks on it and everything so yeah we we support rat magnet we believe these stories exactly. you know we don't want to get into like the legality and like you know the slander and all of that kind of stuff but right. you know we believe these women these non-binary people yes. these you know everyone right. these people of color who anyone are experiencing come, this anyone that's come forward yes. yes and and so we believe it regardless of what the breweries do you know we support you um and we do want to have our say in that and be a part of this change, even yeah. as, you know, we're not necessarily brewers ourselves. We don't work in the industry. We enjoy beer, but I'm not about to enjoy a beer when another woman was hurt right. making it. Yeah. So let's talk about, let's talk about Humble Sea a little bit, mm-hmm. because I know about two years ago, there was some allegations that a brewer, I think it was a brewer, yeah. um, sexually assaulted or just, you know, there was some misconduct between him and a female coworker. Um, I forget if she was a brewer or a bartender, but basically I think personally they handled it well. Cause that man was fired. Um, and like they were named in the misconduct, but I think they also did handle it. It wasn't like the guy still employed there type thing. Um, so I think in that instance, it's like, okay, they were, you know, they were forced to kind of look at everything, realize that what he did was wrong and let him go, which is the right move. Like if you're guilty of misconduct, you shouldn't keep your job. I, I can see that for sure. I disagree a little bit on that, how they handled it because 
the way that they spoke and the way that mm. they were um, made it seem like they only really fired him because they had to oh. and not because they didn't stand for it. And I was believe there a... the issue, there was a comment that was made that was like, man, he's a really good brewer. I can't believe we have to let him go type oh, of situation. Shoot. So see, I didn't yeah. see that yeah. because, um, I mean, it's all media, right? Yeah. And it's the persona and the, you know, what we are presented. So if I read an article and, you know, whoever wrote that article mm-hmm. is a fan of Humble Seed, they might sugarcoat it, and that might be what I see. Yeah, so, and I think what it was is it was directly from the person who had experienced it. She heard them say it, or they said it oh. to her. And so I think that's why it wasn't reported is because she was saying that. And, I mean, again, like, Bummer. news are going to be very careful about what they report right. on the slander, and, you know, that's Damn. what we have. Right. Um I am looking for where they posted theirs. Okay. okay. Um, so this was their statement on May 18th. Mm-hmm. We were named. We won't pretend we weren't. As three male cisgendered owners of this brewery, we acknowledge our privilege and the differences between our experiences for those women slash femme employees and people of color in the workplace. We recognize the severity of what it, what's alleged about us and the beer industry as a whole. Please take a moment to read. First things first, we both individually and as a company are sorry for any hurt or pain we have caused in the past, especially to our employees. We know that some of our employees have felt unsafe or unequal at Humble Sea, and those experiences tell us we have not yet done enough to address these issues. Period. Full stop. These stories that are being shared right now should not be ignored. They are stories of pain and harm, and they bring to light instances of just how backward, discriminatory, and misogynistic our industry can be. We were named among hundreds of other breweries across the industry for being a part of the problem. In our view, we are all a part of the problem until it is solved across the industry. Over the years, we've recognized our responsibility for improving our own working environment and changing this industry. We also recognize that we have more work to do. Out of respect for the privacy of past employees and obedience to California law, we cannot and will not share details or respond regarding specific incidences or allegations publicly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they continue to say what we're doing to improve. um, And it says, um, acknowledging the problem. Please read the many stories being shared on Rat Magnus profiles. Read the recent articles being released online surrounding sexism and discrimination in the craft beer industry. Sexism, discrimination, and misogyny are glaring problems in our industry. It is our responsibility to recognize the problem and be a part of the solution. Nice. Um, and so then they continue on talking about the Bay Area Bruised group yeah. and like the equity and inclusion. Um, and then how in November they started an, an internal wellness group to provide space, safe space. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they have... It's a really long, yeah. long, long post. And I know the next post after that is May 27th, and they just kind of mention that as they continue to grow, they want to make sure they're taking time to do things right, meaning taking care of their team, the quality of their beer, and making our future taproom experience as awesome as possible. Um, so they're just talking about, again, the initiatives that they're working on to try to be better. Um which is good, but it's like, would they have said that if not the implications, you know? 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's one thing that it's like, could we hold it against them? Yeah, but there's also the idea of, like, if we cancel these these things out, yeah. then we don't make progress. Right. And so we Canceling need to have... versus letting people grow yeah. and try to be better. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um... So, the next place that I want to talk about is Good Karma in San Jose, because they were also implicated. Um, so, they don't brew their own beer, but they do just have beer from Bay Area local breweries, mm. and they also serve food. Um, so they're a vegan restaurant. So like I've had vegan pozole there. Mm. Um, they've had Ghostwoods beer there. Like they're just top of the line, like really great restaurant. Like the one time I went there, um, I had a great experience. It's like this really cool, small, like, you know, setting dark, but like really charming. Um, but then I found out that they were implicated. The owner and founder, um, was implicated. And this was a big thing because I know people who know him personally, like he's served me at the restaurant and at uproar. Um, and he was implicated. His name is Ryan. Um, and just like, you know, uh, rat magnet mentioned, uh, stories about good karma um, one anonymous person wrote, you're not a real karma girl until Ryan's made you cry in the bathroom. <laughs> um, so Ryan lived above good karma. He would often get girls drunk, lure them up there, take advantage. Um, I mean, just like as an owner, you shouldn't be doing that with your employees. Even if they do consent. It's, you shouldn't be doing that, period. Right. <laughs> but it's just sleazy. It's not cool. You're an owner. You're supposed to be, you know, their manager. And instead, you decide to take advantage of them, yeah. making them cry. It's um, an abuse of power. Yeah. yeah. And he just, he just facilitated an environment that women didn't feel comfortable with and also felt like they had to sexually, like, put out. Yeah to like exist and to thrive in that environment, which is just disgusting. Um, so May 30th, he on good karma SJ, um, on Instagram, he said effective immediately. The community has demanded my resignation. Therefore effective immediately. I will be removing myself from daily operations of both good karma and pizza flora, which I guess he owns pizza flora as well. Um, he says, I am pursuing change of ownership for both restaurants, including the possibility that former and or existing staff could take ownership of both. I will not be the face, the leadership, and hopefully no longer the problem moving forward. I will be removing myself from the community entirely, no longer living above good karma or anywhere close. In order for staff, those who have been hurt, and the community to begin the process of healing. And there are a bunch more slides about his, like, apology. But basically, he just full-on stepped down, removed himself, and is kind of just, you know, hopefully, like, trying to ignite the good karma brand to be pure without him, like to just sort of wash themselves of him yeah. and the environment he created. Um, like 
you know, there, he says, uh, in response to very serious allegations of unhealthy, toxic, and misogynistic workplace, I have done an enormous amount of self-analysis. Analysis. <laughs> analysts, soul yeah. searching and investigation into these accounts. At the end of the day, this was someone's very real experience here at Good Karma, and I'm absolutely torn apart that I have created, fostered, and been complicit to a culture that is completely unacceptable. And again, more posts about it. That was on May 27th. Um, so, you know, you know, we will, I will continue to just sort of see what comes of that because you know good karma that's a place that i liked to go yeah and i know ryan was a you know he was really like important to the development of like the small san jose foundation that was the brewery industry there so it it'll just be interesting to see what happens with good karma with um his pizza restaurant you know he was also part of uproar which I heard during quarantine was closing, but now apparently they're reopening. So that's, you know, so like, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I have mixed feelings about like him stepping down because it almost feels like a cop out. Like, why not stay on and just try to do better? Like you were saying. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to it, like it would, it's definitely tainted by association in that Mm -hmm. case. Um, my thing with it is his, him saying, well, it's been demanded that I step down. So I'm going to step down versus like, you know what? Like, okay, I need to, yeah, yeah, like I did wrong and everything. Um, so I, I agree. I have mixed feelings about it. I have mixed feelings about all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, but to be honest, like the most important one is that, these stories are real. These stories are valid. These stories are truths to the people telling and them. the stories are being heard finally. Yeah. Because how many women went home from a shift at night and were just disgusted, ashamed, embarrassed, assaulted? You know, how many of these women are finally like, oh my God, this person spoke up. I'm going to speak up about my experience. Yeah. You know, and just kind of validating yeah. the fact that like, it wasn't okay what happened to them. No. And I mean, I think the important thing too is that there's no no incident that's too small. Like all mm-hmm. of these incidences range range from actual sexual assaults and everything yeah. to to small microaggressions, yeah. you know, that were that are being said and everything, and just in environmental, even just the feeling and right. everything. So, like, no matter what, the stories are valid, and it doesn't matter if it was, you know, it doesn't have to be full on assault to be wrong. It yeah. doesn't have to be any of those for it to be not okay to happen because no man goes through the brewing, you know, like at, to work every day wondering if they're going to have to worry about comments about their gender and, right. hey, oh, is your boyfriend the brewer is, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's like, but why? Why? Right. Why? Why do you need to know that information? Why does it matter, you know, who, like... What got a girl, someone into brewing? Like, they like it, the end. Why can't I just be good at it? Yeah. Or be passionate about it, and that's all. Yeah. Um, so there was the, it's called Cat Calls of Hospitality. Mm -hmm. It was the NYC, um, like, initiation, or, I don't think that's the right word. Um, Initiative. Initiative, thank you. (laughs) I think I'm a little brain dead. Um, just a little. And, and they basically were taking people's submissions 
And then in honor of that person who was assaulted in hospitality at at breweries, at bars, um, they chalked um, it on the street. And because there was such an overwhelming amount of people, um, it like... Like, they couldn't do as many on the street because they, like, ran out of room on the sidewalk. Um, but I actually submitted something. I'm trying to find it. And I we might just have to post it. Because um, I submitted that, like, whenever I'm at bars. I don't go to bars anymore. But when I did go to bars, you know, my ass has been grabbed countless times. Yeah. And they posted it on their story, like, in chalk, my ass has been grabbed countless times. And then the rest of it was... To the point where now, whenever I go to a bar, I make sure my purse is behind me so it covers my butt. Because I just don't want to walk around and have my butt out there for people to just feel like they are entitled to grab it. Like, it's just, it's just gross. And, you know, it felt good that, like, that was out there because it Mm -hmm. felt like a silent suffering in a way before you know, and I know my experience isn't as bad as some, but it's still an experience that shouldn't happen. And so it's nice to, like, you know, it's nice that these kind of Instagrams are popping up. Yeah. Um, to just kind of let people know that they're not alone. Which is, you know, it's nice. I can't find it. Scrolling through my <laughs> my uh, pictures right now and I can't find it. Okay. When you find it, um, I'm gonna just gonna. I think one thing I want to do is um, just kind of read some of these stories yeah, a little bit and please. and get that. Um, so these are all off of her page. There is a few other pages that have been um, posting them, um, and so uh, embolden act act advance um, women mm-hmm. of the bevolution mm-hmm. and pink uh, boot society are the places that are um, kind of taking over and really pushing all of this stuff through um, and helping out. And I believe there's one later on. It's one of those that actually is what was switched over to. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's one of the stories. At the last brewery I worked at, an owner told me women don't belong in a brewery. In front of employees and patrons in the tap room, everyone laughed. Um, and then someone responded to that and said, it's always some form of this for me. Women can't brew because they can't lift heavy things, can't keep up, can't manage the time, don't have the right type of humor, mm-hmm. don't know enough about beer, are too frail and sensitive. Management, customers, employees, you name it. They always seem offended when I don't agree with them. It's just beyond a backwards way of thinking. Like, who says a woman can't lift a 50-pound bag of grain? I mean, I'm sure it's difficult, but, like, don't count people out. Yeah. So this is crazy because if you go on her her page, there's all of these things that are, like, sexism part one and then part two. Uh-huh. And it goes from this story that I just shared to being so much worse. It just gets worse and worse no. and worse. Um, and and so I think it's just crazy the escalation of it. And, and I mean, let's be honest. 
this is something that women face no matter what industry they're in. This is, yeah. you know, in the workplace. And I think, you know, while we're focusing specifically on the brewery industry, you know, I work in the tech industry and I've experienced sexism so many times Yeah. regularly. You know, they, they're like, oh, well, can one of the guys help me? And I'm sitting there like, I trained the guys. So. Right. But of <laughs> like, course, yeah, customers yeah. are like, I, I want a male. Yes. When it's like. I was the one who taught the males everything yeah. they know. Yeah, I'm like, the most tenured the I've been here, you know. But so, and I think this isn't just about the brewery industry. This isn't just about beers. Yeah. This isn't just about that. It's just it's about women being able to have safe places. Right. And starting here, and we're making that wave through. It's the same way that happened with me too, and uh-huh. and the movie industry and all of that too. Yeah, um, I found a. Um, good karma a non submission that mm-hmm. I screenshotted okay. from um, Rat Magnet's story. So this one says more on good karma a non, but I worked at good karma for a year and I was sexually harassed and also inappropriately screamed at by the owner and also witnessed the same behavior towards the other female employees. I can't believe people are finally speaking up about this. I thought it would never happen. So that's just more people like, yeah, you know, it's, it's in your own backyard. It's not just some other random breweries. Yeah. It's all around you. It's everywhere. And I mean, there was the one in Oakland that they refused to serve for a long time. The employees did mm-hmm. because management wouldn't address these allegations. Was and it so they went on strike. Original pattern? Original pattern, I think, is in... Uh, I forget which one it was. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm seeing a lot from Tucker Brewery. Um, There were a lot of Tucker Brewery, which I don't see where Tucker Brewery is. Uh, But that was one that like, you know, lots of that that showed up quite often in Mm -hmm. Rat Magnet's uh, stories. Um. Hidden Springs Ale Works in Florida. Um, that one got a lot of just, you know, um, allegations of abuse, uh, gaslighting, isolating people um, from other employees, and just a lot of unfair work environments. Mm-hmm. So here's one, again, from Good Karma. I'll read this one. This is about Ryan Summers, the former owner of Good Karma. Ryan Summers of Good Karma, San Jose, California, is a predator. When I was 16, I became a patron of Good Karma and was in the downtown San Jose scene. I looked up to Ryan, who was in his late 30s at the time, as a friend, but quickly realized he had ulterior motives. We ended up sleeping together, and he offered me alcohol multiple times, which I always refused. I was naive and young and didn't understand the gravity of the situation at the time. He abused my trust in him as a friend to gain access to my body. More, as more women and, um, she says envies? I don't know what that means. E-N-B-Y-S. I don't know. As more women... Uh, Non-binaries. Is that what that is? I believe that's what that stands for, yes. Okay. Non-binary. As more women and non-binaries come forward about their abuse at the hands of Ryan Summers, it's given me courage to unpack what happened decades ago. 
This was prior to him living above good karma or even good karma having a liquor license. And that's horrifying to me that he spent almost 20 years charming the right people so that when women do speak up about his abuse, it's swept under the rug again and again. I'm so sorry. And I stand with y'all. And that one especially, especially resonates with me just because I've been there, Yeah, you know? Um, and yeah, it's just to call these people predators is accurate. Yeah. Um, so this is one too in there and it's, uh, I'm an indigenous brewer. Got asked so many times when I first got into the industry if I was in it just to get drunk. What? Because you know the stereotype of indigenous Ugh. people. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, it just, it goes on and on and on, and, like, it took me days to get deep into it and read a lot of stuff. Countless um, stories. Yeah. Um, this one's a ra- another racist one. Wow, I didn't know black people drank beer. You should do know a lot about beer, and it's like... Ugh. Awesome. Yikes. Um, yeah, there's a lot... I see one here that's really long um, from an anonymous person about modern times. Mm-hmm. It's too long to read, but just, you know, the person reached out to the HR team. Um, they had, like, a log of everything that happened. Um, and just, you know, the person, like, being like, Art, why are you crying? Like, just abuse, gaslighting, and, you know, just not taking care of your employees in any way and believing, not believing victims. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a screenshot of just all, like, look at this, look at my phone. It's just all yeah. mil- hundreds of stories, if not thousands. And it's just, it makes me want to drink more. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've been lucky enough in my industry Um, my current industry to not have that. Um, we have a woman CEO at Williams Sonoma Inc. My VP and her boss, they're all women. So I feel like that's, you know, helped me not experience sexism, but it's also my, um, like I'm in product development. So I feel like that's, we have maybe five women or five men to 20 women type type thing so it's like there's really not that many men and all the ones that I work with are great and are all friends you know um but if it were a different department it might be different I know when I worked at West Elm which is a part of Williams-Sonoma but I worked at West Elm in the store um just as like a sales associate Mm -hmm. and we had an event where um, we, we let us, I forget if it was like a pre-opening or something, but there were just a select amount of people that were allowed in the store and there was like champagne and food and we were just supposed to like stand by like our sections and if someone had a question about a product, we would talk about it. So I was near all the sofas and I was talking to this man about the sofa and there were a bunch of other people around too, but basically what happened was he asked me how much I cost. And about, like, how good I looked and in front of other people. Gross. And, I'm, and I'm on, you Ugh. know, and at the time I'm maybe 23. And I'm just standing there with my little, like, West Elm badge and, like, my headset. And I'm just like, 
I don't know what to do. I clearly felt uncomfortable and knew that it was wrong, but I was also on the floor getting paid, doing my job. And this man asked me how much I cost. And, you know, and I, even if he was joking, it's a disgusting thing to say to someone regardless. Like, yeah, that kind of shit needs to end. Like, right. that's not, like, that's it's not, not cute. Funny. It's not funny. It's not. Yeah, it's just not like, why say that to someone to make them uncomfortable? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm sure that's what the women in the brewery industry, you know, receive tenfold. You know, every day they're scrutinized because they're women. Because they appear as women, because they, you know, are cis, just, you know, what what have you. And yeah. even non-binary, you know, just... Non-binary, trans, if you, you know, people of color. If you present yourself as a woman, yeah. you are at risk. Yeah, and, and I mean, in, in a different color other than white, you right. know, like, that's another thing, too, is that this is another industry that is, like, a lot of, you know, white males, and that's... Yeah. Not to say that that's an awful thing, but, like, the truth is, is that we need more diversity. We yeah. need representation. We As need... with any industry, yeah. but especially the yeah. beer industry, where it is predominantly one race, one gender. It's a boys club. Yeah. And if you don't fit that mold, get ready. Yeah, get ready to not be in it. To Even, be harassed, yeah. to be scrutinized. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just a few things that we can note. Um, Custom Inc. is currently doing um, a support for Rat Magnet uh, Brands Legal Fund charity. Yes. Um, so, you can buy... It's a really cool t-shirt. I ordered it. Um, nice. And um, you can buy a t-shirt from Custom Inc. We should put that on yeah. our... Um like like post the link on our website yeah or on the web and it's awesome because so it says anti-sexist anti-racist pro-equality beer club um so it's really cool and then um it's um right now they are they had a hunt a goal of selling a hundred and they've sold 469 (laughs) um so they've gotten up above their goal of it um so Yes, we've got a lot of that going down. And then some other places where you can donate. um, Black Girls Code. Bury a Woman Against Rape. So that's going to be our local ones. Of course, there's going to be, you know, different chapters and everything um, in different locations. I believe if you click on there, it will allow, like, link you to, like, the sister Mm. um, organizations. Put your zip code in or whatever. Cool. The Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center. And then, of course, the Pink Booth Society, which is also that Instagram that um, has really been outspoken about this. The Women of the Bevolution, too. Yes. Um, And then, um, do you want to talk about Girls and Craft? Yeah. um, So... There is a female brewer that I knew. Her name is Elena. She worked at Strike. She now works in a brewery in Nevada. Oh, my God. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know if you could look up breweries in Reno real quick. But um, she had this amazing tulip glass, and it has a hop that's at the top of, like, a... What is it called? Like, a women's 
sign? What is it? <laughs> it's like there's a male sign and a female sign. It's the international sign for yes. female. Yeah. So it, it's got that sign with a hop on top on the tulip glass. And I saw her drinking out of it. I asked her, you know, where it was from, but also if it made sense for someone like me who isn't a brewer or a um, bartender to drink out of it or to, like, buy one. She was like, yes, of course. Like, you're a woman who loves beer. Like, it's for any, it's for you. It's for anybody. Um, so I bought Crystal and I each a tulip glass because I was just like, this is the perfect glass for when we podcast. It's the right shape. It's a good amount. And the fact that it, like, supports women. Like, Girls in Craft is a all-female-led, it, it was founded in 2017, and it, they just have t-shirts and koozies and glasses and hats and um, yeah, it's just a female driven, um, like beer supply company. And like, we're so stoked to have these glasses now. They will be our official podcast, podcast glasses now. Pod class. Pod class glasses. Pod class gases. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's Revision Brewery is where she works. Yes. Elena works at Revision and, um, you know, we... She is probably the only female brewer that I know, um, but, like, you know, she's she's sticking in there along with the boys, and, like, you know, it's really impressive, and I just, you know, really support her trying to make it in the beer industry, because, mm-hmm. like, just with everything that's come out, plus just being a woman and knowing how it is out there, like, I applaud her for just trying to be in the industry that she loves and uh and to keep going yeah and to keep going yeah um so thank you elena for turning us on to these really cool glasses i know i love them i love them so much um it was crystal's birthday yesterday um the 13th of july so i she opened her birthday present and got herself the glass and you got me a koozie, too. I got you a koozie. I know. I love it yes, so much. Just in it's case we presents. don't use the, um, the tulip glasses. Exactly. Well, if I'm out and about and I have a can. That's you right. Know? Yeah. If you I still got to represent. road beer. A road beer. <laughs> That's right. I love me some road beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this, honestly, this might be a multi-part series as things continue going mm-hmm. on. Um, the other thing, too, is that we did want to invite people to send stories to us um if you you know we can read it we were have been discussing doing little mini episodes where we read out these um and everything so anonymous anonymous as you choose and everything Uh so if you if you want to share your stories with us we're here to listen we're here to repost we're here to help um, and make things better. And so you can reach us at sourpusspod at gmail.com. You can also reach us at sourpusspod on Instagram. We are podcasts at podcast sourpuss on Twitter. Um, and we do have a TikTok that Ashley's been holding on. And that's kind of where we've been posting a lot of like fun beer things, but we have some cool things coming up that we yeah. that we've been planning and everything there too. Just side note: the TikToks are not professional by any means. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, um, but it's still fun to you know because I feature different beers every single TikTok. I drink a yeah. lot of beers just for you guys. So let's be honest: you were drinking the beers to begin with. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, besides, you know, being here for you, I'm also here for the beer. So I'm only here for the beer. That's right. That should be our bod- our motto. Um, our potto. Our potto. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Podcast motto. Um, so let's kind of end this on maybe a lighter note. Um, and let's talk about what we're currently obsessed with. Oh my god. I know, I just threw that at you. I'm like, by the way, we have to do this thing that we always are supposed to do. Uh, well, how about you go first? Man, that backfired. <laughs> what are you? She just hit me with the Uno reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I did the cha cha slide. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> Bring it back real smooth. Okay, so now that we've, you know, shimmied our way to a few more seconds, what are you currently obsessed with? Oh, what am I currently obsessed with? Um, I got Discovery Plus recently, and I have nerd. been going through... I know, fucking nerd. <laughs> um, I have been going through their true crime section, um, and they have People Investigates Cults. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been watching all about these cults, um, and it's been just fascinating, and... Um, yeah, so, like, I was going through true crime, um, with, uh, my boyfriend, and, you know, we were kind of like, oh, that looks good, that looks good, like, literally everything, everything on there is something that looks interesting, um, so I'm obsessed with that, um, I also have recently gotten into Morbid, the podcast, was that your, gonna be your that currently was, obsessed? Yeah. And I made Ashley get into it, and I was like, you need to listen to this. Like, we're not going to be friends anymore if you don't listen. Um, So I absolutely love those girls. Like, they're funny. They're talking about true crime. They're talking about spooky shit. Like, you know, and I'm all about that. Like, I'm... And it's more than true crime, too. It's, like, spooky haunted lakes and, like, Dybbuk boxes that are haunted. And do they do the Winchester Mystery House? I'm not sure. They yeah. should if they, they should. don't. They might. Um, but again, like, there's so many lures. I, I went, I got to go to the Winchester Mystery House for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Can you believe it? Like, I've never the been. Fir- yeah. Uh, who are you? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, Winchester Mystery House. Um, yes. Yeah. My, I think one of my favorites was the Swamp Story. I um, love so a good, good like, like Swamp, Louisiana, yeah. anything like that. I'm, I am in. I love that, and I love um, all of those, like, mythology, like, the Rougarou, and, like, obviously, I really love, like, the Scottish lore. Yes. I like the Selkies and the yes. Kelpies and everything, oh, yeah. and so, I mean, um, and right on my alley. Rougarou. Rougarou. Fun, fun thing to say. Yeah, Rougarou. it's French, isn't it? Probably. Rougarou. I but have no idea. Zerougarou. Yeah, and then, um, and then they, they also do Listener Tales, which is pretty dope, um, I haven't listened to any of those because I figured that they were just like my favorite murder, like minisodes, and I'm just like I don't care about other people. <laughs> that sounds awful. Like, no, some of them are like. Are some of them really good? Oh my god, there was one that like I had to stop listening to because I was home alone and I was like, oh. and I was listening to, it and it's all about like ghosts and spirits, and I was like, <laughs> you're like, bye. Yeah. So, um, okay. and, oh, and I can't like I. I, there was another one where I was, like, driving home late at night, and I was like, I need to put on music instead of listening to this, because... It gets, they get really spooky. Like, I've yeah. never, I've only been spooked out once by my favorite murder, yeah. but I feel like every episode I get spooked out from, uh, Morbid. Yeah. 
So, yeah, check out Morbid. We absolutely love them. They're funny. Yeah, they're real good. Funny bitches. We could only aspire to be like Ash and Elena. Yeah. I mean, what am I obsessed with? Other Uh, than that now? Other than Morbid, because you took mine. Ha ha. I mean, and I already said... So she get for Uno reversing me. I already said Bonsai Trees. You did say Bonsai (laughs) Trees. That was like a couple episodes ago. Um... You can say it's the same thing. I mean, Morbid is definitely, like, a current obsessed. I'm obsessed with Biosance skincare right now. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Like, I use their Squalene, Squalene, how do you say it? I think it's Squalene. Squalene I don't know. Jelly Squalene. Cleanser, and it's, like, this really bright magenta color, and it's goopy, and you put it on your face, you take all your, ma- like makeup off and then you wet it and then it foams up and it smells good and it's pretty and the packaging is nice and I just feel like Biosance like give us your money give want, us your money I mean like take we, our money no let us give you our money we want to be sponsored by oh you. got it give us your money give us your money or products <laughs> or product I would take yeah. some free products yeah I like I'm really big on like no wrinkles and no pimples and and natural and like, natural, yeah, natural and ingredients like get, my, and... get my rosacea under control yeah. and so like I'm all about like skincare and like wearing hats when it's sunny and then just like wearing SPF and I feel like Biosance is like my next step and like okay what else can I do for yeah. my skin so what can I do for my soul uh, drink beer and listen to Morbid and what can I do for my skin Biosance. That sounds good. Like, you, you do a face mask while you're listening to Morbid and drinking a beer, and exactly. that's, like, fucking bomb night Ultimate right there. self-care. Like, I love myself. Yeah. This is what I do. Fuck the patriarchy. The only thing I need is probably a pint of ice cream to go with that yes. beer. That's true. Yeah. And then, like, my life will be complete. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Crushed it. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm out of beer, so I think we should probably end the podcast so I can go get another thing. <laughs> More beer. We drank the bottle. We guys. drank the whole bottle probably um, before we even started. So yes. That was we were barely. Yeah. We need to stop doing well, that. We started our beers too early. We started it too early, but we were also sharing this beer. Yeah. That's so. fair. So, yeah, thank you for sticking with us again. Um, please reach out to us if you have any stories, anything you want to share. Um, anything like that we will likely continue to cover it we might read out some of the stories that are already on there um, give you updates as we go along too yeah I don't think this will be a one-time episode topic it'll definitely continue on because we are women who love beer so this is very relevant to us Um, so we will continue to cover it as things develop yep and you're in a safe space when you're here with sourpuss podcast we that's right we love you as long as you're not an asshole Right. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And yeah. don't don't suck. That don't roofie drinks. Yeah. That's also a you know yeah. A plus lesson. <laughs> <laughs> don't be sexist, misogynistic, racist. Um, right. Have a dick but don't be a dick. Homophobic. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um all right, nerds. All right. Cheers. Cheers.